ho, 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 ho. Oh, Christmas is soon approaching, children of the world. It's me, Santa Claus, here to welcome you to Nobody Wake the Bugbear, the wonderful Dungeons and Dragons podcast. With me are my faithful companions, my favorite reindeer, Josh. I'm just like, what was that as reindeer make? I also have my faithful dungeon master elf, Andrew, to put together the adventures for me. Hello, I'm an elf. And here is my beloved Mrs. Claus. <laughs> Nick, dear, we got to get on with the show. Oh, yes, I'm sorry, darling. You're quite right. Anyway, welcome one and all. It's... Almost Christmas time, I can see the snow in the air. I'm readying my large sack of presents to administer to the children of the world. It is a rather large sack. Yeah, you keep your sack to yourself, John. <laughs> Saw that coming. <laughs> oh! Ho, 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 ho. <laughs> I thought you were going to call me like a Grinch or something. I was waiting for it. <laughs> oh, that's what I wrote. Oh. Just remember that reindeer make more bleating sounds. More like, meh, meh. <laughs> what did you think of that bit, Andrew? <laughs> Hello, everybody. <laughs> Merry Christmas Eve's Eve to you, or whatever holiday you celebrate. Or don't celebrate. Or don't celebrate, Doug. Yes. All of us here at Nobody Wake the Bugbear would like to wish everyone a Merry Christmas, except for Doug, who hates Christmas and can't wait for it to be over. Yes. Yep. Yep. Fuck you, Doug. <laughs> John, you need to come down a little bit. Okay. I, I recently discovered that Hell on Earth exists in Double J, which is a nearby place in Perth, because there is a store there that sells Christmas products every day of the year. How do they stay in business? I think I've gone I, there. I love that shop. Don't know how they stay in business, but it is Hell on Earth. Yeah. I, Why did you have to go there? I didn't. My friends went there and oh, they were found out about super it. excited about it and wanted to take me there, to which I responded, why the fuck would you want to take me there? I've literally gone to that store like a couple, every couple of years. It's like a pilgrimage for my family. <laughs> really? <laughs> All the way out to Double J. Yeah. Well, Doug, in the next few episodes, I hope you don't get plastered like you did last time. That sounds fun. <laughs> I only bought uh, green tea with me this time. Though. If everyone's stuck with... <laughs> Since season, yeah. I remember what happened. Last yeah, year. if everyone stuck with us from last season in season two last year, Doug got like wasted <laughs> and was like making mistakes all through the three. Honestly, episodes. if you want to hear Doug wasted, just listen to the last few episodes. Yeah, yeah. I'm worried that it was that shit faced. I'm worried that after this all falls apart and we have a terrible breakup, like the Beatles. They're going to look back on these episodes and point out how much, how mean we were to Doug and say this was the real cancer. <laughs> this, is the reason. this is this is why he was drunk and never there. Yeah, you're the George of the podcast, yeah. Yeah. the forgotten one. <laughs> okay, so last week's episode was pretty good, I think. Hmm. What did you all think? Which one was last? Do you oh, mean like the, the last? Feels like it's session. Feels or? like it's a month feels ago. Feels like it's a whole month ago. It was an all right episode, I think, as a. As a beginning set of episodes, it could have been more high octane. Obviously, it's hard to replicate the beginning of season three, which was a masterstroke from pretty much all of us because of the way you decided to split it, which gave us an amend a tremendous amount of energy and narrative. Uh... It was the point between Doug being, uh, sorry, Doug, Ark Winterhard being alive and dead and just that, you know, that tension yeah. in between. The, the, the season starts with Ark dead. 
which yeah. is hence the no name. he dies in the first episode that's what i mean yeah. Yeah. yeah perhaps less kind to viewers that decide to start with season three but for those that have been listening since season two it must have been very fun yeah yeah yep anyway i'll give you a little bullet point thing about what happened last week's episode in case you forget or have forgotten it began with you discovering the shrine of asmodeus in the switching station i believe remember mm-hmm Tobias, you managed to power wash most of it off, the blood, before Krez got a look. But I think, he, Krez, you ended up being okay with it regardless, correct? Yeah, yeah. I think for you didn't Krez, freak it was, out. Krez, it's more of a, um, like a social thing. Like it's something that is always a, a stigma that follows him around that he's sort of... Well, he hears the discordant song of the... The choir. Yeah, that, that's more of a that's more of a, a threat than. But that's not connected to the devil stuff. Initially. Some random fuck that yeah. has got nothing really to do with that much. It's more of a social stigma. So it was probably more offensive to wash away before Krez got there, being like, "Oh shit, better to wash up before the tiefling gets here." <laughs> yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, I mean, at the same time, you you. Uh, no, I won't say that. But we'll move on. Good. Let's move on. When you did see, when you did see it. It added more confirmation to the Duragar's religious leanings. You found out that bit of information or confirmed what you already knew from Nimor and Maximus, right? But think if you had entered that room like way episodes ago when you were traveling through, you would have found that connection much earlier and that might have affected how you dealt with the Duragar. Might have run in with a piece of a man's skin and flapped it around and said, look, I'm Ashmadai. <laughs> yeah. Well, could have been. It's just a sheet of leather now with yeah. the symbol of Edmosius on it. It's all that we have left of Jasper, who's freaking dead. That's some interesting parchment. What, what's that made of? Uh, nothing. flesh. We didn't kill Jasper. We tried uh, to help. The people don't know about this. Yeah. Anyway. Go to Patreon to learn more about Jasper. <laughs> yeah. In the new series, Character Profiles. The spin-off series, Jasper. Jasper. Okay. How he died. Let's bring it back into line. You moved on to Checkpoint WA where you were ejected from the minecart. You passed by some rock roaches, which you chose not to engage with, rather smartly. Then you entered the grand cavern once again, and it still stank of the spider squid, its half-eaten decomposing corpse still on the bank of the lake. You had to stop both Tobias and Josh from wanting to backtrack to Carnathrax's lair to loot it, which is a paltry sum against the near unlimited wealth of gold, mithril and silver that's in Gauntlegrim. I ain't seen none of this. Yeah, it was me. I was the one that wanted to go back. Where's and this treasure find, that you speak of? Find treasure. Oh, this, this land of wealth. <laughs> You're shouting I'm, at me. I'm passionate. <laughs> He's very passionate. I want dragon gold. Then, after that, you decided to head to the tabernacle again. You're lucky you didn't get any more random encounters and you returned to the temple of Moradin. There you saw Anastasia was in a bad way. Because she rolled a natural one on her save against the spell plague, taking her to phase two, giving her a nasty blue scar on her forehead. You realised how serious it was. You went to Dulan for some restoration, which cured both Fintok and Anastasia. Then you got some much-needed rest, and Josh, you gave us a great flashback of Kobias's tribe's past. Mm. Did you not? Some of the... I, I gave... Uh, um, Hold on. Yeah. Do you, would you like to elaborate yeah. on what that story was about? Yeah. That story was basically... It was like a base point of the day-to-day of 
the life where Tobias grew up from the perspective of someone he knew. And it kind of showed a little bit about what their day life was in terms of tasks and professions, but also just, you know, the feeling that you would have, you know, the feeling of home that he had. So it was quite happy. There were kids involved. There was, you know, a bit of druidic practice in their agriculture to feed themselves. But they also had meetings where there was, you know, militarily wanting to protect their home. And who were the main people in that story? That you So there was the, uh, the chief and the chief's wife and their daughter, who was the perspective it was from. We had some unknown kids. Uh, we had another member of the tribe who was speaking with the chief about, you know, the oncoming threat and all of this. And then the the end of the dream was kind of transitioning into that other person's perspective of, you know, there's an attack. Yeah, it led up to the point yeah. where of the attack on your clan. Because so far we've had now Kavias' perspective, we've had the perspective from a member of the Watchers where they've sent a message ahead of time where they got a, a plea for help. And we've seen it from now a general member of the tribe. Yeah. So, and, um, yeah, go on. My, I was going to say my link for the reason why Tobias was thinking about this in his dream was mainly because he'd recently heard about bugbears being potentially slaves there. And all he know, he doesn't actually know much about the fate of a lot of his tribe members yeah. or his family. So all he knows is that he was rescued. There was meant to be some that was going to rendezvous and they never showed up. And they've tried sending messages but didn't get any responses. So he's, you know, hopeful for for yes. what this might lead to. And I think over the course of this season, our final season, we'll get a few more little flashbacks for our characters. The reason why I wanted to include vignettes or whatever you call them, flashbacks, into this game is not only because I picked it up listening to other podcasts. It's a way of engaging the players with backstory that the other players or the listeners would never know and it won't come out. Because one time I was playing in a game, Pathfinder game, went for a few years and someone had the same character for a year and a half at least and they happened to die. And then that person posted the character's journal for us all to read and I opened it up and looked at it and the person had written just a chronicle of all this backstory and their thoughts on what was happening and the thing. And I'm like, this is such a shame that... it only came out now that the character's dead because none of, I don't think anyone else is going to read much of this and care about it because why? The character's dead? You can bring a new character. But I'm just thinking if that was interdispersed through the, the story, we'd get little hits of it every time. That would have been good to know. So I made a point to say, I've got to include at least one person each few sessions to do a little scene just to tell each other what their character's history was. I think that's a pretty good idea. I've got a little scene. I know you've locked all got in, locked and loaded, ready to go, and good. Probably when we have a long rest, which I think we've had have already had, or we're about to. I don't know. It's about to come up. Surely. You yeah. just had. This is it. This is it. Tobias yeah. is going to. Tobias going to sleep was his dream and his little flashback, and now you will wake in the morning. Is everyone ready to begin? I can kick off my flashback as a starter, or I can just wait. No. No, fuck you. But, oh, we want to play, oh. Doug. We want to play. <laughs> fuck you, Doug. <laughs> fuck you, Doug. 
Keep your flashbacks to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Stop flashing back. Listen, we'll, yeah, we'll have time. It's just because we, we had a, fl- a flashback at the end of last episode. Yeah, that's the only yeah. reason. That's then, more of a uh, pacing. Well, yeah, thing. that's why I was holding off on it from them. Good. Yeah, yeah we don't want to turn into one of those series where we have too many filler episodes. <laughs> yeah. Sort of like when you're watching anime and then when a whole season apart from one episode is all filler. Yeah. yeah. That was Naruto. That was like the later seasons of Naruto. Well, this podcast is all killer, no filler. So let's begin episode four of season four, Ghosts of Gontugrim. Ooh, Christmassy. Ooh, Christmas. Hmm, jingle. Dawn breaks over Mount Hope now. Deep below the mountain, within the high temple of Moradin, only magical sconces of flame mark the passage of days. It is the 7th of Hammer, 1480DR, the year of deep water drifting. Our heroes, Cobias the Bugbear, the dwarves Fintok and Anastasia, and Cresus the Tiefling, awake after some much-needed rest. Nearby is the liberated Duragar foreman Maximus and the ugly orc Fug, who begin to stir. Fucking forgot about Fug. You always forget about Fug. And so begins the new day. Fintok is still not quite used to not having nightmares of dead dwarves. His sleep has actually been better ever since he passed through the gate. So, uh, feeling quite well rested. Especially after your spell plague has been cured. Yes, exactly. You feel good that you haven't felt in days. I feel wonderful. I I crack my knuckles and I crack my neck. I, um, look down at my fingers and I think I haven't stolen anything in a good while. (laughs) And you look up and you see Kobias sort of turning over, rustling maybe. He's had a maybe an orc, a less peaceful sleep. <sighs> Morning. Did I wake you? No. No. Good, don't want to wake the bugbear. Only. <clears throat> Is it? We keep making that joke, but I don't know... I don't know why. What exactly it means. Well, a lot of people seem to think that we're cranky when we wake up. You're cranky I think w- it, uh, most of the time. Most of the people who find that they're encountering a cranky bugbear that's waking is because they're trespassing on their property. And I think that's pretty fair. Yeah. I mean, I didn't I didn't meet a, a waking bugbear that was cranky, but when I woke up, I had a cranky bugbear, and I can tell you right now, it is pretty fucking terrifying, first thing. Krasus, how'd you sleep? 
Uh, surprisingly good. That's good, you know, I say you, you look well. Uh, I've been having shit sleep, so it's been good to have an actual I know restful it. sleep. Let me tell you, it's been fun to go through your bad sleeping, my friend. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> Maximus also stirs. There's no wonderful strong-armed blonde woman to cradle you in your sleep anymore. So no, no. thinking. Can you boys keep it down? I was having a wonderful sleep. We we dreaming about drow? No, I was not. Oh, careful! <laughs> Nobody wake the fog bear. <laughs> fog, fog's sleeping. Probably best he does. He's freaking annoying. <laughs> and you just see in the corner of the room, just spread out on a little cot, is Fog just fast asleep, snoring and snoring farting. Loud, farting loudly. Like, everyone's just gone in the top corner in the temple where the beds are, and you just stuffed Fug and Maximus. Maximus, you know, he didn't have a good sleep near Fug. Mm. <laughs> he fucking stinks. Where's Anastasia? He fucking stinks. Isn't there, a, like, a fountain? can he just take a bath? If you want to try to make the orc take a bath, be my guest. And at the word bath, Fug goes, <laughs> What's going on? What? Morning. Someone say bath. Uh, yes. If you try to make me take a bath, I will rip out your spine and beat you with it. I just give uh, Kabias a, a little knowing wink at him and then just... All right. In my experience, it's especially easy to beat someone when they have no spine. So he's got a point there. This is true. Yeah, Fintok, you don't see Anastasia. Where... Oh. Where is the girl? I'll go look for her. You shortly find her within... The statue with the plinths. In the statue? No, not in the statue. In the room with the statue and the plinths holding the magical items. And she is sitting down, cross-legged, reading one of the many books and papers that you have liberated. Oh, he- hello, Fintok. I just got up early and I'm reading. I don't suppose there's any ciphers leading to a secret treasure chamber that's, you know, um, no strings attached or anything. I've, <laughs> I've only had a day but I've worked through a lot. It seems to be... This is a record of books that were stored in the library. It's a book about books. It's a book about books. Is there there a book about that book we could find? How many layers (laughs) down can we go? I don't know, but... Maybe you should write one. Write a book about that book. Well, one thing at a time. I gotta go... There's a lot of books here. I gotta go through it. Which one may be relevant? Just don't read too much, otherwise you might start growing tentacles. Although we've done the best we can to fix that. I'm feeling much better. Are you feeling better? Yeah, me too. Old dwarf magic. Yes. I will have to thank Dulan again when he reappears tonight. We'll have enough opportunities, I hope. I'm just imagining Fintok just like the rocking back and forth on his heel like, yep. Yep. Put my fingers, I put my hands in my pockets, I kind of lean against one of the pillars, look up. How are the others? Uh, What are we doing today? Are you resting? Are you staying here? Are we doing... I don't know. I, I I think... I mean, we could... As far as I can see, the best thing we can do is try and make sure the way is clear for the uh, 50 dwarves that are coming. Didn't you already do that? What you told we did. Me you we t- did. We made the way one. clear. I mean, we could we could wait around. Um, we could keep trying to clear the chamber just um, because it's something to do. Clear the temples. I mean, Dulan said that we'd done enough to grant us the treasure, but now I feel I don't want to touch it yet. I don't know about you, but I'll keep doing my downtime. Yeah. And researching. 
I might want to, yeah, learn this city as much as I can. You can explore. Yeah, I'll, I'll sort of range. A little bit, but as a downtime action. We need to find somewhere we can keep 50 towards safely. The tabernacle is huge. Yeah. Like is this it, temple. It's a good is place. It, is it's the huge. temple big enough? How oh yeah, people? it has definitely enough beds. How many how many beds are we looking at? How many people can we fit comfortably? Two, four, six, eight. Josh is pointing at the map and counting. <laughs> like two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve. I don't know if these spaces are also have any. I think the well, four. Let the me just speak room. more abstractly. This is quite a large temple, and when you put the three liberated thralls in the beds you were talking about, Kabias. That's reasonably, that's where pilgrims and worshippers slept. So there's perfectly good accommodation there. Is and there more area up there that we haven't been? To the or north of the map? little room? No, it's just a little side oh, room. okay. Yeah. I'm so, like, yeah, this temple's large. You've, you've got the main section just through the doors where the fountain is. You could easily set up bedrolls. Yeah. Just all around. But yeah. The, the rooms could go to... <laughs> We're not giving everyone private rooms. The rooms could go to out of like... High-ranking members yeah. or elderly people that don't need to live as rough unnecessarily. You could leave the the place where you slept that's more communal. You could give that to the soldiers and you could sleep in the private rooms to the northeast. Yeah. It's fine. It's all covered. Slumbers and factions. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we should probably name the episode they arrive as Slumbers and Factions. That is perfect. Slumbers and Factions. Even this episode. Thank you, John. Okay. <laughs> so that's covered. We've got tick that box off. Tick that box off. We've got nine days before they arrive, and you may now engage in downtime actions, which we haven't done in a long, long time. I'm wondering whether it's worth speaking to the Duragar. I mean, look at me. Look at how I present. I'm wearing. You already spoke to the Duragar, and how did that go? Well, I mean the high-ranking Duragar. I mean this, what's his name? Kav, Kav, Kav. Kazool. 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 Yeah. Look, I, 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 up, I, I look hey, like, I look like an Asmodian. I, I look like an Asmodian. That's, that's, yeah, that's but the time said. frame is, Doug, that yesterday you just killed Nimor. That was an accident. You, if you leave now and go... The scouts would only have just returned to speak to Kazool before you rock up, if you even get there. You, you went all through this. Are you, you're going to wait for the dwarves, are you not? Yeah. You're not going to engage anything when you've got 50 dwarves coming. But what are they... I just want to... We can't... What? Season four cannot just be us <laughs> hanging out, waiting for the dwarves the whole time. No, I mean, like, we could talk to them and try and create... Because I feel like what if 50 dwarves just walk in, they're going to attack. They are going to attack. Yes, they will. So this Doug, is why the reason like, why we we're waiting make... for the dwarves is so that we can attack. Yeah, but if they see fifty, we can't hide fifty dwarves. So if we you're not create, trying to, we're not, yeah, we don't have to. So you just want to bum rush them? Yes, yes. Okay, we could front yes. bum rush them if that makes you feel better. But yes, they'll be rushing. Having the dwarves is your bargaining chip to negotiate. If you rock up just with you guys. You'll be, you'll be captured immediately. But I am an Asmodian. I could use that angle. Douglas. I could use Douglas. that. Yeah, but how much, how much bluff power do you think you have once they ask you any questions about the Asmodian organization? I do anyway. need time. I don't want to get into another <laughs> episode of planning because I believe we've gone yeah, through this. Because okay. we've gone through the... They don't give a shit. Yes. Uh, Maximus, Maximus has 
told you quite a bit, and he, he sees the three of you. In yeah. ca- I'm assuming this is in character. You're trying to convince Krez, who still wants to talk to Kazul, and Maximus comes up. Hey, Tiefling. Yes? Let me tell you a few things about Kazul. Number one. Yes. <laughs> I'm scrolling. In, in your own t- I'm just looking at the character sheet. Sorry. Uh, have you had enough sleep? Max, are you okay, mate? I think he got hit in the head pretty hard. I'm pretty sure that that teeth, that uh, that mind flare is kind of fucked with his head a little bit. Look, I'm fine now. Okay, you just spaced out on me there, bud. Let me explain a few things. Yep, you already went there. If the dwarves are coming, yep. we need to talk about our strategy. Yep, that's, that's what we're doing. And this is what I have to say. Okay. We, we've, we got to the point. At the edge of our largest mining pit stands a stone building built with the stones and tiles taken from the dwarf temples in the tabernacle. It is called the Shrine of Sacrilege and it is where you will find Kozul's seat of power. Within it is the Shrine of Lordiga, but we all know who's the shrine's really for, Kresus, as Modius. Duh. It is guarded by Kozul himself, along with his most loyal followers and priests. I do not know their true number, but I know it's not many. Kozul does not like to share power. If your warriors can carve a path to him and you can take his head, then the other Duragar will acknowledge your strength. This is where I must make a demand of you all. Uh, You want to take charge, don't you? I like ambition. Of course not, you imbecile. No. Got excited for a second then. Yeah, dog. <laughs> Once you have killed Kozul, you must declare the right of conquest, offering either absorption of the Duragar forces into your own, an option I doubt you have interest in. That will come down to Wouldn't the Wouldn't be of the, the first time, to be honest. Or you can offer them absolution allowing them to acknowledge their defeat and disband. If you give me this, then I will fully assist in your battle plans and give you the patrols, the locations, and how to get there. You'd prefer absolution, then? I prefer many of my kin not to be slaughtered. Mm. Unnecessarily. We're not in the business of mindless killing. I mean... So if we just assassinate him, we can just go, hey, we win. No, I think it's more of a public thing. We have to show dominance. You mean like, Beat him in fair Yeah, like, for combat. example, if I show his head removed from his body, exactly. that's dominance, right? That's the only... Strength is the only thing we respect down here. We think that the dwarves, the surface dwarves, are weak. Hey, I have an, a hand axe. I could chop a head off. I mean... It might take a bit more than a hand axe. What if I told them that I had better to drown? <laughs> How strong is this? They will be disgusted as any other dwarf. Yeah, but come on, it's impressive, isn't it? I, I might have a plan. Sending the dwarves here, they are already coming. That is already an act of war. But we might be able to do this with no unnecessary bloodshed. Right? Agre- agreed. Therefore, the only bloodshed will be the necessary bloodshed. But, exactly. But Kozul is necessary bloodshed. Kozul's head will have to roll, yes. But what if it is just Kozul's head that we could roll? Hear me out here, right? Him and his uh, cabal, anyway. What if we 
I might be able to appeal to his religious followers. If you can help our king of the mountain appeal to his Duragar followers. Kozul has communed with more powerful devils than you, Kresus. Well, yes, but... If anything, you will be strung up and you, your blood will be used to summon ones of greater power. But he does not know that I was not sent here. Look, I think the easiest thing to do, wait for the dwarves to come, turn up, demand to face Kozul ourselves, Duergar, uh have respect for duels, as we've seen. If we show up with our armed force, I'm sure they're as unwilling to spill unnecessary blood as we are. So... If we do a show of force with our numbers, march in, threatening like, but no shots fired yet. But even even if we'll be forced to speak even to us if person. we have all fifty dwarves armed and looking intimidating, if we could bluff it, not all fifty of warriors. Even if we did have all fifty looking like warriors to out bluff them. They still outnumber us. With all due respect, if you do not strike and strike hard, you will be overwhelmed once they know to set up their defenses. We cannot let them mobilize against a full assault. At this point in time, they do not know that the wharves are coming. We need... Well, if you have them, you need to strike as soon as possible before they have time to fully prepare. You understand? I get that, yes. But what if... What if we... Fifty dwarves is not enough to kill all of my kin. We will overwhelm you. But if we can carve a path to Kozul and you can take his head, that will demoralize the rest of the forces. That's the o- one of the only chances, I think. Do the Duragar have some form of, like, parlay? Some kind of rule where we approach and discuss? Only respect strength in all things. So if we just... Punch a Duragar in the face and What win. about the challenge? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to get to. Well, then what if challenge. we challenge Kazul? Only Kazul. Kazul trusts no one. He will not accept a challenge. But what if we... What if we don't give him an option? If we can appeal to the Duragar's need for strength and I can appeal to the religious people's needs for Asmodian, then we can... Put spending Durga, a, we're spending a lot of time on it. What's your step foot? one, two, and three? Come on. Step one is to get in without getting killed. Okay, step two. Step two is I speak uh, I speak infernal and... Accuse okay. him of being unworthy. And accuse him of being unworthy. Okay. Step three, Fintok duels him and wins. Why me? Because okay. you're the king of the mountain. Step one, how do you plan on getting in without being seen? Well, that's the hard part. Okay. So we're, we're, two, trying to figure you... out, we're trying to figure out if we just walk in... But if we're not allowed to just walk in... We absolutely won't be able to just walk in. We need it, to find a way days to away, away, Doug. Yeah, that's fine. We've also we've come across multiple scenarios where we've tried to sneak past being the sneaky... Like, we are ridiculously sneaky, and we still have so many situations where we haven't been able to get past some barriers. Okay. So that is a fairly difficult scenario. So that's step one already... Uh, a bit shaky. But yeah, we we need a little bit of time, but we can figure it out. So, I just think the likely- if, we can, if we could get in and, and take care of it without smashing armies against oh, armies. that would be perfect. Everyone but I'm just happy. saying, Doug, we've already talked about this and you've already gone through this exact conversation yeah. at the table. But now I have a new plan, so I wanted to 
Sure. Yeah. Also, don't forget, John. Uh, I mean, Andrew. Yes. That Doug was drinking, and when last session, last session that we were that talk- was like discussing last, this. last season, perhaps. Yeah. It was. It was last. It was the end of last season. So he might not remember some of that conversation. <laughs> I was. Was I drinking then? Last session. Oh yeah, it was so, ridiculous. It was hard to talk. Over. You a want to do all this before the dwarves arrive, or b want to do this after the dwarves arrive? Because once the dwarves arrive, the war is on. Yeah, exactly. So it'd be easier if we can get in before the dwarves get in. But, if, we, but we there'll be no dwarves. We're not safe. It'll be just you, and that's what we've talked about. That's uh, why you, I'm trying to figure the plan out. Plan means nothing if we die. They're trying to figure out if there's a way that we can get in without the Duragard just straight up attacking us. Probably not. There's not. There's, there's got to be. If just you get in and you face Kazul, he's not going to honorably combat you. He's going to surround yeah, you with we, all his men. We force his, We put him on the back foot. We put his. If we put enough, he is not pressure honor- on him. His men might waver and go. Well, he is not an honorable man. If he's got the strength of men, he will yeah, overwhelm you. We're not. We're not. It's not about him. It's about his men. If we. If Why we are you go, telling me? About him when... <laughs> it's not... Well, we got to kill him, yes. But I, if, if I can we interrupt... Him... I'm sorry, everybody. Uh, okay. Here is my... Let's, you know, be the... This devil's advocate. And... <laughs> <laughs> and... Okay. The only way that I can personally see this being uh, somewhat viable is a, a game of, of whispers, a game of information it, to spread a challenge to his entire forces that is specified for Kazul, one that appeals to ego and for his worthiness to lead, one that says if you decline this offer, you are a coward and you are not worthy to lead your men. And it must be known to as many of his forces as possible. It's the only way that I can foresee him accepting this and potentially honoring it. In fact, I'm fairly sure that he wouldn't and he would try and set up some forces to try and take us out from the outside. But it's the only thing that I can think of that would come close to what you're imagining. Well, even if he didn't, if we did that, it would weaken him all the same. But my question is, you're the master of espionage and and, uh, and subterfuge. How do we do that? Well, we have Max. Max would have people who are sympathetic to him still. Not many. You know, the, the, the logic of strength is very hard to overcome if you've been banished and cast out. Which I have. And the only other way is to find some way of getting a message out to multiple people. Um, I, I don't know what that might be. If there's some sort of information sharing system, Maximus, if there is anything that can be used to the disperse information again that's the only plan that i can think of that's as close to what you're imagining crisis uh that's that's exactly what i'm trying to do kozul would not challenge you you can say whatever you want he is treacherous he it won't be up to him if we put him into a position where he has no choice but to accept if he refuses and of course he's not going to turn on him the risk to it is that he just won't accept and if he doesn't accept you're fucked but if, and if he doesn't accept, he, he will lose he will lose the respect of the rest of the Duragar. No, he won't. What does words have to mean anything? He's got the power. Duragar have a live on a basis of action, on strength. What? If he de- <laughs> you're t- hang on, Chris. If he you, no, let me finish. The let, Duragar, me, let me let me let me do. let me finish it. Let me finish it. If the Duragar have a base their leadership on strength, if strength is what 
they use to sort of not govern, but like it's the most important thing to them. And we show them publicly their leader does not want to fight. Yeah. That will show weakness. And Doug, Andrew's point And is, they will fucking attack it like blood on shots. He will just kill you. You won't get a chance to announce to a host of Duragar. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to get that information out first. <laughs> this is crazy. So, okay. <laughs> this is stupid and crazy. It's I'm going not. to I'm going to break it down just so we can get I want to get past this. Me too. Such a long conversation. I've already, <laughs> Maximus has said it will not work and you keep trying to yeah. push it. But no, cuz you're 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 saying that we're just going to wander on in there and start yelling out yeah, shit. Yeah, what what Doug is saying is we spread, we try to spread using yeah, Maximus, presumably. That's what I'm saying is... Or me in a freaking Duergar disguise, using my disguise kit or some crap. I, I'm joking, but like... like yeah, the, the, please I, don't take this serious, the, I'm not the, doing that, it's a suicide mission. The, the, <laughs> the, the, like the, I said, is this being done before the, draw, the war's arrival? We got nine days, we can start it. But so, then we have to wait like until like episode 15 okay, with so the dwarves I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. tell you the breakdown of what this would look like. So you don't want to do any downtime and you just want to go out and start <laughs> adventuring. <laughs> right we're having now. a discussion. We're so having a discussion. Let us imagine, imagine there's a way to do, I know there's not, but let's just say for the principle of it, let's sure. say there was a way to send a message to one of Max's friends, right? Let's say there wasn't an Intel system that was written and that you could insert a false report into that. And this would force a lot of Duergar to know about this challenge that says we would have to craft a reason why him accepting this challenge would be a show of strength and him declining would be a show of weakness. And the way that it would work out is either one, he responds and it's to a location that's not the temple and that's great, or two... They ignore it because they're like, why the fuck should we respect you, you weak pieces of poop? Well, well let's, let's put it this way, right? Here's, here's just We're one... We're not going inside there. One, one example. Hang on. I, let me finish. Here's one example on how we can get the information in. We find a group of scouts. We beat the crap out of them. We don't need to kill them. Once they come to, we tell them exactly what they need to start saying and spreading in amongst the camp. Just tell them, we want to challenge what's his name or... What's his name is weak or whatever. Just get this information out there. That's okay. one example. And then he marches a hundred to a guard to okay. our front door and kills us. Yeah. As a DM, I'm going to stop this right now and I'm going to tell you two things. I don't want to stifle you as players. If you want to leave right now and do all this, then you leave right now and doing this. I we don't, don't have to do leave. That. We don't have to leave right no, now no. to do it. I want a decision. I need a decision. Waiting or going? If you want to go, well, no, I'm not going to stop you. Just go. That's making yeah. it very. This is just a lot of warning for you, Doug. That's all. That's a, that's you still have making to convince it the NPCs very and like PCs to go along with it. <laughs> we're still coming up with a, an idea. Like that's no, no, just that's making done. it. Hang on, Decide. wait. We can. We, there's ideas being formed. We don't have to do it straight away. We don't have to go. All right, we're awake. Let's go. We still have time to figure it out. We got downtime. We can do other stuff while coming up with an idea. Okay, about we'll this. do downtime. Let's do downtime. What is your downtime action, Kresas, for the rest of this day? I don't know. Coming up with an idea. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Kabayas, what is your downtime? So you're saying you want to spend the day strategizing? That all learning dwarven. Oh, fuck's sake, Doug. That takes months. Just the basics. No, 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 no. It takes months in game time. Okay. Kabayas. Um, yeah, I want to go with learning Dwarven, for sure. Yeah. Okay, you can, you can continue that, and um, in, in the next nine months, it'll be done. Next? Um, 
Okay, so brewing potions with the dragon's blood with Anastasia would be a nice thing to do so that I can then move on to the next thing, which I want to do is try and look for artifacts that will help empower me to take the next steps. Artifacts? Anything that, uh, any hidden artifacts in the cities or areas of Gaunt or Grim or anything like that. Any artifacts of power? Sure. So, Tobias, if you want to craft, Anastasia's doing research as her downtime, so yeah. she can't assist in brewing a potion. Okay, I'll just use it. But you can, we talked about this yeah. uh, with your vial of dragon's blood after yeah. much chagrin from what we went through it a lot. But I agreed that you can create something called, which I've homebrewed, a minor fire resistance potion, which is 50 gold pieces. You'll be creating it for 25, eight hours to craft. So it'd be one downtime day. Cool. And how much can I make? One per day. And this will be fire resistance for a minute, not an hour. Okay. Yeah? Okay. So, so I'll spend the day doing that then. Cool. And then if there's any opportunities to find out about where's a good place to look for sure. undiscovered artifacts that will help make me stronger, that'll right. be good. And next is Fintok. I, I will learn about Duergar culture with Maximus. Okay, you can spend the day talking to Maximus. Yeah. All right. Then we pass. Wait, what's that? Well, I was going to look up stuff about um, spell plagues, abolists, and, and Where? that nature. In the library. In the library, the great big fucking library that we've got. Okay, are you going alone? Uh, sure. No, take Fug with you. I'll take Fug. And take Fug. So Fug and Krez, for your day, you travel to the library. Yes. Would you please roll oh, a percentage dice? Just you, Doug. And Fug. Where are we going? Fine book. Fine what? I don't want to come on that. 25. You make it to the library of Dugmar and unaccosted. Yeah, we do. And... Fug and Doug. The Fug and Doug crew. Fug and Doug go to Dugmar and... Yeah. So you go back into the house of Dugmar and, and it is much like you left it. All musty smell of old books and mouldy papers. And you begin looking at the books? Yes. Would you please roll... Investigation for me. Is there anything I can have on this if I'm spending a full day doing it? This is it. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's just like old times. Uh, uh, nat 20 to make it a... Natural 20? 19. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Still a natural 20. Still a natural 20. Gotta give something for that. <laughs> yeah. So... God bless the amnesiac. What is Krez searching for specifically? Well, Krez being... Krez, not knowing anything, he's uh, seeing enemies everywhere and he just needs to know more about them. He doesn't know anything about them. Sure. And it shows because he's putting two and two together and is getting three, not four, and is uh, going off that three and the fact that he's assuming every abolith is part of the choir and going on a fucking murderous rampage. So he, he, he's, he understands enough that he doesn't know. So he just wants to start researching, understanding You're, you're saying culture. And all aberrations, aberrations are part of the abolethics. Yeah. Okay. You do find out. I just wanted... Yeah, you're researching aberrations. Yeah. Okay. You find some old, like a monster manuals. Yeah. Plus a, a, a picture book for, for Fug, so he's not yeah. bored. You manage over the course of the day, eight hours, that role is encompassing those eight, those eight hours. Yep. So you're spending 
long time looking through and piecing together stuff. Just find a well-thumbed Play Orc magazine. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Play Orc, well-thumbed. Mm, this was a particular volume drawn by one of our more eccentric <laughs> dwarven academics. <laughs> anyway, um, let me get to it. Pervy Pirabak. <laughs> you find... You find a bit of information on Catadrax, mm-hmm. definitely, and their general abilities and what they can do and what can be avoided, how to avoid them. Mm-hmm. You also find things on Grell. You don't see anything about the Spell Plague, and you don't find anything about Aboleths yet. Spell Plague checks out, but yeah, fair enough. Well, you don't find anything about the Spell Plague. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Is it just the stuff that I've already figured out from fighting them? Or is it extra stuff? Extra stuff. Okay. You find out about intellect of ours, of course. Grells, Destrakans, they're listed. What do you what do you want to know? You've done the research. Instead of me listing off everything, just ask about a creature and I'll give you some background to help you fight it. It'd be more of a I think you're trying to identify the relationship of aberrations to each other and yeah. to aboleths. So it'll be more of a focus on more oceanic themed aboleths. And I'm trying to sort of, exactly like Josh said, just yeah, trying to find a you connection. You didn't find anything about aboleths, but you found a lot about the mind flayers. The mind flayers yeah. and stuff. So it'll be... Um, you know most of them are from, they don't come from Toral. They come from another world. They're alien creatures. Yeah, yeah. I guess if I if I can't find connections, then uh, weaknesses, finding ways to sure. help kill them. They are quite alien, so they're hard to understand. Their weaknesses is in they don't usually have motivations that would you would understand. So bargaining with them or trying to understand them would lead you down a rabbit hole that's just not worth doing. Yeah, he's not going to fucking bargain with any of them anyway. The dwarves mostly just kill them on sight or find a way to drive them out as much as possible. So perhaps the information you gain is don't talk to them, don't let them try to weave their way magic upon you, psychic magic. They basically can overwhelm you, trick you. Was there, was there anything on, on, on dwarven tactics when if they face them? Do they have any sort of... If you come across any, this is probably the best play outside of just ranged, don't talk to them. Ranged attacks yep. work quite a bit. Their armor class is quite low and they can't move very fast. So striking them a lot with ranged attacks. They're, they're not very, especially the Karadrak, they're weak physically. If you can overwhelm them physically, they're just, you don't want to use magic against them or words. Yeah. You want to just try to physically grapple them, overwhelm them. Yeah. Oh yeah, cool. And Destrakan are more like foot soldiers and they're used as beasts of burden and they're not very intelligent, but they can be guided and taught. Yeah. Grell are like floating brain-like things with tentacles. They can hover. They've got a giant beak at the front. They've got blind sight. Basically, a lot of the creatures will have blind sight and they're adapted to under dark living. Yeah. Good, good information to know. Cool. And you make your way back at the end of the day to the Temple of Moradin. Your head full, or you can sleep there and do more research, but I wouldn't recommend it. No. And you make it back, and we are now into the evening. Your potion is done. Tobias, you have one potion of minor fire resistance. Yes. 
and you have many, many vials of dragon's blood that you can use. You can create one every day if you want. And we pass into the next day. And you go to sleep. Yeah? Yeah. Eight days till dwarf arrival. So I think I've got a bit of a handle on Duragar culture now. I can understand. You have. He was very interested in Kreza's plan. Of course, Maximus was. Yeah. But he thinks it's foolish. Yeah. And he thinks if you want to wait, if you're going to wait with the dwarves, the dwarves will, is going to get you even the chance hey, to speak. We don't hate you. We just don't want you to commit suicide again. Yeah. It's, it's going to get you the chance. <laughs> Ma- Maximus is now marked. And he told you that you were all marked by the crew that fought Nimor. Yeah. And that there's no honor among the Duragar. There's no... That fight between Nimor was something that Nimor wanted to do. Yeah. It's not necessarily a, a thing that is in Duragar culture. And the fact they weren't really pissed off at me and to retaliate it is because they have no honor anyway. Yeah. And you would know most of her gear is now on the next available person who's strong enough to take it. Yeah. Meaning Ruger probably took the boots and the armor. Damn it, I could have taken it. And yeah. They wouldn't have hated me. Yeah. John. Yeah. If you had asserted your dominance. Yeah. And looked at your companions, (laughs) they might have backed down and you would have gained that stuff. I couldn't tell you this in the moment, yeah. well, but it's know, a thing about their culture well, I know that I have hinted what at. you've learned from Maximus. Yeah, now I know time, what to though. do next time we have this problem. Yeah, yeah. This is good. We're learning. Yeah, Maximus is probably during that time of like, Duogar culture is like, also, uh, it's just, I can't even remember what accent. I was going to go Scottish for a second. Man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know what he's, what does he sound like again? He sounds like this. Bit of raspiness. He was probably going to tell you. He was probably going to tell you. This is a, if you beat someone in combat, they could probably just take their stuff and then growl at everyone else around and they'll just back off. Yeah, okay. Well, I've learned my mistake. I've, I've, I've made my mistake. Right, he's like, say so after me. He just goes, arr, arr. So if you, if you guys do decide to sneak in, you'll be back at square one and it's not like, take me to your leader. It would be like, we'll take you all your equipment, beat you. Give me your stuff now. <laughs> they will just beat you take all your equipment and ship you off to the slave thing and yep. not even bother talking to the gazelles. Yep. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Good to know. All right. All right. Another day of downtime. There's eight days left before the dwarves arrive and it's yep. in the morning. I'll have a little a little thing while we, while, while we sleep. All right. I'll, 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 Is this a flashback? We'll are put we get, the moment here. Are we getting a flashback in the same episode? Yeah. No, not after the same episode. Right after Josh's flashback. I can wait a little bit if needed. Nah, let's do it. Let's do it. So, Kresus falls asleep and he's sort of, he's in this, this area. It's pitch black everywhere. He sees nothing from miles and miles. His feet though, there's water. And he looks up and he sees a small girl. A little tiefling girl with sort of a a faded pink skin. Like a pink, but like a faded pink. Just giggling and running off. He, he doesn't recognize her, but it fills him with a warmth. And he chases after the little girl. He runs up after her. And as she, she turns around and sees him, she screams and starts sprinting. And he just keeps going after her. Until 
she sort of trips and is flailing and he sort of leans down to go and pick her up and as he does he sees his reflection in the in the in the ground in this water but it's not him it's the watcher and the tentacles are coming out and she screams and flails and he screams and looks at himself and then he wakes up panting and sweating and just one word in the back of his head luskin and then that's it. Do you awake with a cold sweat? Yes. An evil aberrithan laugh and a song fills the back of his head as he as he wakes up. And you wake up and you see Fug standing over you. Fucking shit. Are we going back to the library? I think I we like are. those picture books. I kinda like those picture books. <laughs> Something I could understand. We'll find you more picture books, mate. I've got something to research. All right. So, we do another day of downtime. Yep. You can see how I want to just knock these out of the park and do them one by one until we're done. But if you guys have any other ideas, then you act on them. Don't discuss them. Just, we've done the discussion. Just do it. If you want to leave at day four, just leave. I'm not going. (laughs) Just fucking walk out. <laughs> but if Fintok's not going, and if Tobias isn't going, can we just say that you are going to wait the days, Doug? Well, I, I, I want to do the research now. Yes, yeah. yeah. easier down, and out. we can knock yeah. them out. I'm going to go to the library with you this time. All yeah. I'm going to say is to make any of those future discussions whenever one of us has a fantastic idea is to remember that you still have to convince the NPCs and the other characters, oh, uh, yeah, playable I, characters. I get that. I, I just and wanted if they to, don't want to do it, just move on. <laughs> I know, but I just wanted to get the whole point out there. Yeah, yeah, because it, it felt like we were getting knocked off before I could actually finish the point. Yeah, I didn't want to myself. I didn't want to say you can't do something. Yeah, but I do want to give you a warning about what ramifications of this action would be. Yeah, but there was there was problems. But then I still wanted to get the idea out and try and find a way around those problems. Sure. Because the reward would be much greater. We understand. We're all friends here. Yeah. So, Fintok, you want to go with Kresis to the library. And yep. Fug. Great. So and the fug. three of you go to the library. Would the three of you please like to make a little percentage There's three roll? of us. Just There's three, three of us. us. Do you want um, both of us to do it or just, and just, just jump? Just one person, please. Yeah, jump. Unless you want two encounters. No. Nah. Five. Oh, wow. Excuse me? Five. Five. Out of a D100? Yes. A D... Oh, sorry. You you rolled two dice. Yeah. Okay. And you got zero, zero, then a zero, five. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, he rolled two dice and he got zero and five. Yeah. It's a five. Zero, zero. What what are we struggling with here, Andrew? I don't know. I just I just thought he only rolled one die. No, 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 no. Five out of a hundred. No, I rolled a zero, okay, zero, okay, okay. and a five. It starts at one, goes one, two, All right, three, I get four, it. I get five. It. I'm not that incompetent. <laughs> Jesus. This is awful. This is awful. Five is the number after four. And then okay. if you get a one and it's one, one, zero, one, and a one that's eleven. See what I have to deal with, people. Krezis, <laughs> perhaps you would like to roll. Oh, fuck. Or, no, Josh can roll because he's going to have very little to do here <laughs> in uh, a minute. Okay, so it's clearly a terrible encounter that we've... Percentage dice? 84. Yeah, good. No, no, D4, I said. Oh, Oh. D4. Oh, okay. I thought I was rolling a D100, and I was like, (laughs) that's probably a bad number. Four. Four. 
Would you roll another d4 for me? Oh, no. Oh, no. This isn't actually uh, something I don't want to get. Three. Three. <laughs> I'm picking a different one. Okay. Uh, there was three of us. There was three of us. There was me well, and him. Did I, just, did I just give them like seven enemies? <laughs> Hold on. So, Fug. Hi. You're not Fug. I'm Fug. <laughs> Krezz's Fug. That's a name. And a little dwarf I like to call Fintok. I am Fintok. Are going through the tabernacle on your way to the house of Dagmarin, about an hour away, give or take. You're weaving your way through the buildings. You're going through the little side buildings. I'm assuming you're taking care to not just walk out in the open and you're just going down the side streets. Yes. And you go down these side streets. Krez, you're leading the way? Sure, yes. What have I done? I've got the better vision. And you pass through this little... You are the watcher after all. (laughs) Krez, you pass through this little tunnel area. You're walking along and we're just going to use your passive perception. All right? Can I add anything because we're very much on alert? This is over the course of the hour, so it's not a single check. Yeah. It's more like the general I, vibe. The general Consider, vibe. Considering, but if we're like alert, do you know how this we... This is you metagaming. Can I perceive something no, we, that... We've so got no, alert is a feature. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, is there like... No, we've already gone to the library today. You wouldn't like... You didn't specify last time that you were alert. For in general, exactly alert. true. It's only when I said It'd be categorically less Josh alert. to write, roll dice. Anyway, as around. you're walking through one of these little corridors, suddenly from the ceiling, oh, these shit. little, little, little t- stalactites just fall from oh, the ceiling, fuck. and they slam on the ground. They look up with you with one little eye and sharp pincers, and they rush to attack you. What Roll the for initiative. fuck is that? As seven oh of these little God. worm-like rock creatures oh, are all around. Baby ropers. Is that what you think they are? I just, they sound similar to just ropers. Just imagining like so lar- I'm just a roper larvae. You yeah. would be correct. <laughs> so he's a roper larvae. Let's get some initiative. And Josh, since you have nothing to do, you can play fug. So do it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fug, yeah. All right. Let's volume, though. What, what attacks does Fug have? Does he get two? Fug gets two attacks. What weapon do we give him? And Just you gave him them. back his... Just two oh, of them. Shut up, Doug. Did we give him a warhammer? You gave him back his battle axe that you got back oh, from the Oh, the battle library. axe. Is that D12? It is a D12. And it's two attacks per turn? So, let me just detail you this first. It's not a great axe, it's only a battle. So, it's D8. Oh, yeah, yeah. But a D10, because he holds it in both hands. Oh, it's versatile, okay. Yeah. So, as an orc, he gets aggressive. As a bonus action, you can move up to your speed towards a creature as a bonus. Extra. You've got two attacks. You critical on a 19 or a 20. And you get advantage on your initiative rolls. Cool. 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 He gets to play. All right, guys. Fog's in the building, (laughs) y'all. That's not his voice. That's got real. That is not his voice. That is now his voice. This is totally my voice, guys. Didn't you know? (laughs) You made a big mistake. Yeah, it's a big mistake. All right, starting with Fog, what did you get? Oh, I've got uh, two dice. (laughs) It's going to be terrible. (laughs) Uh, I don't know what my initiative is. 
Okay, so your dexterity bonus is the following. Two. Plus two. Hey, fuck yeah. And your initiative is... Uh, oh, yeah. You're 21. Okay, so Josh, your fug. So when I say fug... <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, I, I had a different question, which was, what's his strength modifier for attacks? Oh, plus four. I'll tell you all this okay. when you attack. Cool. Well, now I can get out of the way now. Now, what's his AC? Uh, 20, 21. 21. What is my AC? 14. Okay. Alrighty, Fug with a 21. Fintok next. 10. 10. And Kresis last. Uh, as all of these little fucking things fall Just around Just fall me on you, around you. Scare the shit out of me. I uh, get taken taken aback and, and shocked with a 6. <gasps> nice work. I think I laugh at you thinking then that they're just like tights. like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> you know what they are. <laughs> I have yet to uh, meet a roper. Starting combat is Fug. You're at the back. You're behind Fintok in this long corridor. It's sort of rock. It's like a rocky area that you've passed through in this tabernacle. Uh, what, right. do you, what do you want to do? I'm going to charge him. Yeah. <laughs> bring it down Ow. a little bit. Ow. The listeners still have to I'll, listen to this. Fuck away from the microphone. I'm gonna charge him! No, just speak less! <laughs> I charge! You charge at the nearest one, which is just near Fred. <laughs> Can you please play a one shot? Play oh, a, hang low, on. a low intelligence barbarian, for the love of God, please. Remember, remember, one of our many strengths is our high production values. <laughs> so don't talk over each other, don't yell into the mic. Maybe I'll show a bit of class. Smack! He's a barbarian. You smack the nearest PSR just my axe. next to Krez. And your bonus is the following. Nine. Plus nine to hit. Plus nine to hit. Holy That's fuck. my regular bonus. Yes. Holy fuck. Holy Indeed. fuck. Go fug. He's got 18 strength. Holy fug, he might say. Huh. Okay. <laughs> 24. You hit. I hit this one. I hit this one. <laughs> Squish you. Ten. Ten points of damage. Nice work. Is it just plus his four? Yes. Okay. Ten points of damage on the first one. It is still up. Is it dead? No, it is not dead. I hit it again. Go for it. Fifteen. Fifteen is a hit. Oh, only six this time. Only six. It is still up. As you're hitting this little rock creature. I'll squish you. And do you want to move? You're sort of jamming yourself in this five foot wide corridor. I don't care. Okay, good. It's its turn next. All these little creatures begin to surround Krez. I don't have my fucking armor up. And they make some attacks. Oh, they should have done some damage while dropping on you. But that's my fault. Hands off the chest piece. They're going to bite you. First attack is a 10. That's a miss. miss. Second one attacks with a 19. Two piercing damage, please. And the third is a critical seven piercing. Thank so you. you've taken... And you are now triple grappled. So you've <laughs> taken nine points of damage. Thank the you, one that Fug, you were attacking, moves in and attacks you with a bite. Just biting your another natural 20. You take six points of piercing. Another one comes in, attacks you, Fug. I rolled a lot of them. 18, which is a hit on your AC. Five piercing to Fug, which I'm doing. There are still more pierces, but they can't make it through because it's just a tight little, little space in this cavernous area. Fintok, you know what these things are. Yep. They are the lava of ropers. Mm. They look like little itty-bitty stalactites. Are they called pierces? They are called pierces. Yep. 
we have a we have a catchphrase in dwarf culture about not ignoring your problems. It goes, every stalactite is a piercer and every piercer is a roper. And you should just why don't you just call them stringers because they're little ropers? No, because they pierce you when they, they fall. They pierce you when they fall. <laughs> what was meant to happen is they to fall on Cres's head, but because the tunnel is not very high, they just sort of flopped around. Fintok. I shoot them with my crossbow. Okay, the one next to Fug? Yeah. Alright, go for it. Ah, nasty boggers. Sneak attack. Ooh, sneak attack. 19. It is, of course, of hit. 1d8 plus 4d6. Okay. 17 damage. 17 damage on the piercer that was already wounded. You have killed it, and the one in front of Fug is dead. And you may move or do what you wish now. I'll stay where I am. You're right at the back of this little corridor. You're about 10 feet away from Fug and about 20 feet away from Krez to the south. Krez, it is now your turn at the bottom of the initiative. You are totally surrounded by piercers. What do you do? So the one above me is dead. Yes. Yep. There is no one above you anymore. (laughs) Okay, cool. I'm going to do something a little bit different. Ooh. I'm going to reach out my hand. Bingo for Doug trying to pull some bullshit. (laughs) I sort of reach out my hand and then you hear like a very deep guttural, oh, and then spectral tentacles. Ah, it was Agatha all along. Shoot out of my my body and and attack the four Four, pieces around me. Yeah, four pieces around you. uh, Is this going to affect anyone else? They must make a... No, so they have to make a strength saving throw. What's this spell? I'm assuming it's Arms of Hadar. Arms of Hadar. And you just choose anyone? No, all four of them. Yeah, how? Why five is it foot they're range, all in I'm five assuming. foot range of, of you? Yeah, great. And I have to make saves, all of them. Strength yes. check. Strength. First one to the. Stop doing that, Doug. Okay. I've got to describe things, then you can roll. Or you can roll, then I can describe things. What do you want to do? Uh, you describe. Roll your damage. Okay. Or you can roll, and then I can go. What do you want to do? Uh, I'll, I'll wait. No, roll the damage. Roll them, Doug. Roll them. Everyone stop yelling. Roll them, Doug. Don't roll. It's making noise. <laughs> First one got a 10. It fails. Second one. Four. Fails. Natural one. Fails. 13. Which I assume fails. is a fail. All fails. Okay. Also, Fug has to because he didn't read the spell properly. It's 10 foot range. Excellent. Fug. No, he doesn't because it's... Read the spell properly. And then 10 feet of you, each creature. 10, 10, feet, 10 of you? feet of you. Yes, Fug. Yes. Fug is rolling a what? And an extra Strength. piercer. Strength saving throw. The other piercer failed. And Fug... Please roll a strength saving throw. You have a plus four. No, you have a plus seven. Sixteen. Yeah, he's, 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 he's. You're fine. So you take uh, half of 13, which is what? That's six. Six. All right, 13 damage on Everyone all Everyone else take all 13 points. Okay. And then I will bonus action summon Tenty Boy, and I will attack the one next to Fug. There is one next to Fug to the west, and your tentacle... Comes in an attack. Please roll. 14. 14 is a miss, and that is your turn if you do not want to move. Oh, shit. Sorry. 17. Okay, that is a hit, in fact. Sorry. What level are your warlock spells? Four. He takes seven points of damage. Seven points of damage. It is just up. Fuck. Oh, and none of them have a reaction now, too. That's interesting. Yes. 
I don't think that'll come into play. Fug, we are in round two. A spectral tentacle has appeared in front of you. Is he smart enough to know that Karez just summoned that? Uh, Fug's seen me summon it before, hasn't he? Not unthr- unenthralled. Uh, he's, seen, oh. he's seen you summon it, not saying no, he thinks he's, that I can do it. Yeah. talk. your spell is back. He, he thinks that I can do it, yeah. <laughs> Did you roll uh, 6d6 before? 5d6. Oh, sorry. Uh, 5d6, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Don't worry, I counted. Don't man. police his spells, even though like, it's necessary. I'm, just I'm a like, big boy. I can oh. count. I can count. I just have to take my socks off. Okay. Fug, would you like to act? I, I hit another one. Okay. Good choice, sir. Uh, 19. Please explore. Oh, hang on. No, I don't attack with advantage, do I? No. This is a nightmare. And we live in an um, actual nightmare. <laughs> Eighteen. Nineteen is a hit and your minimum damage will kill it. How will you want, how does Fug want to crush this bug? <laughs> um he uses the flat of the axe and just goes Ugh! and then it just goes squish under his um, um axe. And it is gone. I don't think I've seen you this enthusiastic about roleplay in a year. <laughs> and there is one more there's plenty more pieces to go if you want to move. I move to the next one. And I hit it! Hey, Krez, Krez just attacked you with a bunch of tentacles. Are you mad? No, that was... Oh, yeah. No, that was me, yeah. He took seven points of damage? Eleven. Six. Six, six. points of damage. I got an eleven. That is a miss, and that is your turn. Ah! Is that one of them that has one of himself? <laughs> <laughs> okay, the piercers swarm once more. Oh, I should have just played my armor. That would have fucked him up hard. The one attacking you, Krez... No, the one that you just attacked, Fug, is going to attack you back with a bite... 22, you take three piercing damage. Oh, stop that! So you are down to 56 hit points, I do believe. And... How much did it hit me for? Three. Three. Yeah. Okay. Krezis. Aye. One piercer. Two yep. piercer. Three piercer. Four. Four, four piercer. Yeah. Five piercer. Uh, six uh, piercer. Five piercer piercers more. Will attack you. Wait, wait. Okay, yep. 16. Uh, hit. Four damage. Cool. 21. Hit. Two damage. Build a pool. 15. Beats it, beats it. You mean meets it, beats it? I know what I said. Good. Five damage. Ooh, that was a big one. Two more attacks. Should have put my armor up. These are all hitting. Three damage. Wait. Do they get two attacks each? One attack each. So that was... This is the last attack. This is the last piercer, yes. Okay. What did he... What was the attack? Three. Three points of damage. Oh, okay. Thank you. You took a lot there. I did, actually. Lucky boy. <laughs> Fintok. Wait. This is really hard to figure out. Why? So, ma- so many options. So many things I could possibly do. Oh, can I actually use my reaction on that last one? Or the Hands off the chest piece, Doug! Uh, I shoot the one to the west of Kresus. Go for it. Sorry to be so strict, but we made a point of it that we will both honour it. Yes. Wait, do you get an advantage when, there's, when we're next to it? Or is it... No. It's only if he's hidden. Are you I hiding? bonus action hide. <laughs> okay, you bonus action hide. <laughs> you still get sneak attack. That's 22 for stealth. You are sufficiently stealth. I pop out of hiding and shoot with advantage. In the microphone, please. I pop out of hiding and I shoot with advantage. Yeah, you get sneak attack whether or not you get advantage if if we're next to it. That's the advantage that you're getting. Yes. Don't say advantage. That's the boon (laughs) that you're getting. That's 21. Okay, it's a hit. Do your damage. 4d6 plus 1d8 for the crossbow. It's fucking dead. (laughs) 
He's tapping the table. I'm guessing a lot of damage is about to come. <laughs> 32. Okay, John. Fintok, you've killed another one of these creatures. Would you like to move back into the corner out of view? Well, I can't bonus action hide again, can no, I? No, but you can get ready. You can go I'll out of... ready. Okay. Excellent. Kresis. I've got to do the old faithful and just pop an armor of Agathos. Okay, cool. And then I will attack the one to my right. With the tentacle. With the tentacle. Okay. 13. Miss. Okay. okay. No movement? Uh, uh No. Done. Oh, actually, you know what? I'm going to move <gasps> five feet to the left. Oh, thank you. You will let to be attacked twice. Do you know? Do it. Two attacks of opportunity. One bites you. These are hitting every attack. I love these little guys. Yeah. You only got a plus three to hit. Three extra damage. It takes 20 points of damage. And it is dead. And they are not intelligent enough to care. They're just animals. Yep. The other one attacks you too. 14. Miss. Miss. And that is their turn. Lucky him. Alrighty, there's only three pierces remaining. And that is your turn. Round three, Fug. Can I pick one up and throw it? Sure. <laughs> yes. I'm going to pick the one next to me up. All right, let's do that. As I'm going to throw it against the wall towards the others. Let's do a little opposed strength, which I'm sure you're going to get. <laughs> sure you're going to get. Oh, no. Oh, no. Plus seven, remember? Doesn't matter. I rolled a natural one. I got a ten. Good. You beat it. You pick up this piercer. And you lob it at another piercer? Yes. Eight. Roll an attack roll. I'm letting you do this because it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> you fucking kill them. All right, oh. their drop damage is 1d6 piercing. So you can roll 2d6 piercing, please. Holy shit. <laughs> They're a viable throwing weapon. Do I get any bonuses for strength? Or dexterity? No, it's just the force of you throwing this thing into it. Because I'm very strong, you oh, know. Yeah, I'll let you add your plus four. Okay. 2d6 plus four. Is that 2d6 because it's critical? Yes. Okay. <laughs> oh, this will fire. 11. 11 points of damage. You kill another piercer with a piercer, and it just flops against the ground. There are only two piercers left, and you may... <laughs> You may move if you like. I'm going to go towards them. It's like a knuckle bones thing. Do I get another oh, attack? Wait, so no, hard. you do not. Uh, that was all I was willing it. to give I'll you. I'll yell at them. Smashing the sound. Can I, can, I, so can I just cute. yell at them and just try and intimidate them with my yell? Next turn. They will attack you, the two remainings. Pierces. I hit you. Yeah. All right. Let's get back into it. Miss. 14. Miss. No. 14 drama class. It is a hit. Five more piercing damage. Uh, reaction? No, it's hitting friggin' Fug. Seven. It's hitting Fug. He's yeah, talking reaction. about reaction with the tentacle. Reaction with the tentacle. So now I negate that damage. Okay. Yes. You should have mentioned that. I did. All right. That's their turn. Fintok, pop out of hiding. Yes. I did. I said reaction. Attack. Just roll oh, your attack. Just roll my attack with advantage. With advantage. Okay. <laughs> You're hidden. Don't worry about it. Crosstalk. So do I take any damage out of those? No. Okay. Eleven. Eleven to hit. Oh, okay. Was it? No, 11 to hit, yeah. 11 to hit. You rolled an 11 with your advantage. I rolled two threes. Wow. Nice. No. Get back in your hiding spot. <laughs> Krez's turn. I'm going to um, step through so I'm on the other side of them. Done. And I'm going to thwack it with my thwacky sword. Go for it. A little bit less infantile next time. Booming blade. Uh... 12. Miss, let's move on. <laughs> bonus action wait, wait. attack. Yeah, bonus action attack. 
17. 17 is a hit. Do your force damage. Uh, cold damage. And that's cold ten, damage. 10 points of cold to the one Ooh. below one? Fug. Well, they both got enough hit points so that will die the one below Fug. There is one. There is one remaining. John is playing with the little Roper statue I've got. The little chibi Roper that is in front of our map screen. Let us move on. Just do a Roper equivalent of that Kirby image that's going around that supposedly fits on any image. Fug. Fug. Who's Kirby? Fug. It is round four. There is one piercer remaining. Please put me and the listener out of their misery by killing it. I'm going to stomp on it. Go for it. That isn't a weapon attack though, so it'll do one damage plus your strength. I haven't had a piss in a while. I piss on it. It does fire damage. 18 <laughs> plus my... Uh, plus my strength, I think. So 22. That is a hit. Do your damage. Takes it is a damage. It is only one damage. It's so. an unarmed, unarmed attack, yes. Yes, five. Five points of damage is still up. Please use your second attack. And then I cut it in half with my axe. You butterfly in that piercer. It, I think it's plus seven, right? Yes. Plus nine to hit. Uh, so it's 16. 16 is just a hit. Ooh. And please describe your kill because your minimum damage will pulverize this thing. Well, I'd stomped on it and it looked at me and its eyes glistened as it begged me for its life. And I said, no. <laughs> I slammed my axe down and I cut it in half. And the piercer dies and combat ends. And I spit on it. <laughs> I like how you gave Josh Fug just to, like, keep him involved in the action, and he had the most amount of fun in that combat. <laughs> yeah, it looks like he did. <laughs> That's fucking great. Give that man an Oscar. That was episode four of Nobody Wake the Bugbear's campaign of Ghosts of Gauntgrim. That was a random encounter, and we will see you next week. We just see, like, those end of uh, Looney Tunes at parts of the episode where Fug just rips the credits down and goes, Not yet! I'm not done! <laughs> <laughs> And we fade out. Please follow, like, and subscribe. Thank you. This is a Patreon. If you can find it. What class is he? Yeah. A fighter, isn't he? Presumably. I'm assuming he's a fighter. Well, he's got the champion. He's though. a... He's a... Well, now there's four of us. <laughs> which one was the clone and which one was the real one? That's the question. I pressed record. See, I thought the... Oh, here we go. Ooh, Christmassy. Ooh, Christmas. Hmm, tingle. Ho, <laughs> 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 You blew out our eardrums for that, John. As soon as I thought of it, I was like, yes, this is the right bit. Should I duck? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Who am I going to get Doug to play? If you lean back when you're doing a big voice, you'll get that... The, it's our echo effect. <laughs> <laughs> no. Not the Northern Lights. 
Ho, ho, ho. Oh, no. I actually got someone to uh, favorite our podcast on Spotify from work because I was I was doing some uh, general banter and started doing the Seymour, oh, mother, it's just the Northern Lights. <laughs> and I was walking past and they're like, oh, man, who was doing that Seymour voice? I was like, oh, that's me. I was like, oh, we used to we do that all the time with our podcast. It's, I know it's late, but, you know, it's d d podcast. He's like, dude, that's my jam. Like, <laughs> I love d and I love all, you know, like, what's it called? So I gave him the name of what it's yeah. called. And he's like, oh, I favorite it. So he, and then he came back to me. He's like, I favorite it. It's in there. Yeah. Did he listen to it? Because you want him to come back with well, things that had happened. I didn't yeah. ask. Okay. Well. Yeah. It was a very brief, you know, interaction. He's like, dude. oh, I've favorite it. It's in there. It's in there. More favorites, the better. The guys I work with don't want to fuck a bar of it. They're just like, you fucking nerd. Yeah, of course. It is. It is. Meanwhile, one of them plays League of Legends religiously. Look at you. Are you ready to play, gentlemen? You know who you are. Lean back a bit, Doug. I can hear you. Slobbering away. Of Lordiger. But we all know it's the shrine. What? Sorry. Hang on. I thought you were on five d six now. Oh, I'm on five d six. I'm also couldn't find one of my sets of dice, so I need to borrow two d sixes. Thank you, everyone. So we've done. We do a little bingo here at Nobody Wake the Bugbear, and I've just ticked two boxes. One, I didn't bring enough dice. Two, John forgets the rules. John forgets the rules. Yeah, forgets how many sneak attack dice he has. Don't forget, you got a plus one as well. Yes, I added the. It's on my character sheet. That's been done. I just put it on my character sheet. The plus one, Jeepers. <laughs> Oh, no, it is 46. Oh, never mind. As a level 8 rogue. I apologize. I have to re-roll to get rid of one. <laughs> Jesus, what a... Well, I'll cut that uh, out. No, no, no. Give me, give, give me like the other one. Uh, this, yeah. Sorry, Fintock, it is 46. You may roll. Roll, roll, roll. What's the bingo if it turns out John was right about the goddamn rules? 